feel like Gordon Bombay would have taken his career to even further heights. Everything's flashy, everything's cocaine, everything's fun. Open wide for some soccer. I don't care what you think about, what your personal thoughts are at home. I care that you hate the Cowboys. Welcome, one and all, to the Sports Experience Podcast. I'm Chris. This is Dom. Uh, we're a couple of comics here in Tucson, and I don't know if you can tell, but it's going to be a sweaty episode. Very so sweaty. <laughs> uh, just a quick shout out. We do all our recording at, here at Ingle uh, Studio. Uh, if you need any recording while you're in Tucson, give all of our YouTube, Instagram, all of that kind of a like and a share and a comment and all that. We're trying to grow these numbers. Um, other than that, who are we talking about today? We're back doing some soccer, Chris. Are you ready to open wide for it? Uh, I'm ready to open wide. Give it to me. Today we've got Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Who you had said right off the bat, you were like, I don't know, I got some vibes from this guy. I got some douche chills from this gentleman. It's but true. Man, what a story this guy is. What a striker. But man, was he a problem child. <laughs> Born October 3rd, 1981 in Malmo, Sweden. Mm-hmm. Just done with our Peter Forsberg episode. I know. That's <laughs> what made me think of him when you were like, we should do Forsberg and then we need a soccer one. I was like, we should do Ibrahimovic. There so, you go. Yep. Um, Born to a Muslim Bosniak dad, Sefik, who uh, came to Sweden in 1977, and a uh, Jerka, his mom, was a Catholic Croat who also immigrated to Sweden at a time when people were fleeing Yugoslavia. I was just going to say, so they came from a very similar region, just one was a a Muslim-dominated and the other one was a Catholic-dominated, and you know what? They still came together. Yeah, they still came together. That's right. Made a little Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, Lived with his mom until about 12 when she got busted for uh, handling stolen goods, if you will. Handling stolen goods. (laughs) Um, So it, it was definitely a rough life for him growing up. That's what they were saying was he was definitely like in the neighborhood of bad kids where they were like stealing and his mom obviously gets arrested and CPS or whatever that is in Sweden kind of comes in and like takes him and his kids away or his siblings away. There's a bunch of reindeer who are child protected services. there. So much reindeer. So many reindeer. Um, puts him with his dad, but his dad is not a great dad. He's not a, he's not winning any father of the year competitions. If you know what I mean? Well, he said that he was, he was like living with his dad and pretty much going hungry. Cause the only thing in the fridge was beer, which is great. If you're a 25 year old stand up comic trying to make it, that's but right. As a father with a child, I think he had a whole bunch of half siblings. And uh, I think, well, I think he gotten used to not having children and then it got kind of pushed on him when yeah. his, um, whatever his mom, Zlatan's mom got arrested, but this kind of like kind of molds him into this, especially in his first club, everybody thought was like a huge problem. Well, he's, he's hungry and he's hungry to succeed at the expense of others. Yes. Which <laughs> he's angry at what everyone has around him and wants to succeed to not only stick it in their face, but to succeed for himself. It's very true because it, it does drive him constantly where he almost feels like he's constantly being attacked by other people's success. Yeah. I mean, he really only had, an, he, he could eat or go hungry and he shoplifted. He stole bikes, like very uh, problematic childhood for poor Zlatan. Uh, he finds something he's good at. I was just going to say, he kind of exceeds um, in soccer where he got his first pair of cleats, I think, when he was six, and he, he started playing. Um, but when he was about 15, he was playing for Malmo FF, which is their, you know, the team in Sweden there. He was playing for their youth club, and he was getting in fights with teammates. Yeah. 
We'll see uh, that later. He was he was having a lot of problems in the locker room and around because he was kind of different from all of these other kids who might have grown up, you know, like more, you know, whatever, richer, better whatever. socioeconomic yes. upbringing exactly. is the nice Thank way you. to say it. That was I was looking for that. I was searching <laughs> for it. That PC term. That PC term we um, all know and love, especially from Sweden, the most neutral of all countries. But the thing that I thought was interesting was he almost quit, started working on the docks. I think his dad actually worked on the docks, so he had a job there waiting for him. So He'll he, be a stevedore there? Oh, one wow. Of, literally almost. That's such a great... But like one of the greatest strikers of his era literally almost quit and became a dock worker. Well, I mean, there are many jobs you can do on the docks. He opted for the more professional route. But, so or he would have opted for the more professional route, but soccer was more important to well, this guy. Well, he said that there was a coach that they were like, because there's different like pockets of, of their youth team throughout this, and mm -hmm. this was like the, the top youth team. One of the coaches came to him and was just like, no, 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 we're going to make you our striker, and we're going to try and focus in on you. And that's he is that player that needs the coach to almost like coddle him and be like you're the best player yeah you are so, like you know what i Kiss mean his it's, ass essentially yes yes 100 like, and we see that later on where he has problems with a lot of coaches coaches but he's needs that positive reinforcement he needs to hear it a lot yes like a coach doesn't just say once i love you and then that's enough he and, needs it all the time, probably because of his upbringing, where he probably never heard it. Yes, that's exactly. I'll, and I'll say this: he is the exact same at seventeen that he is, whatever you know, yeah. at thirty-eight. Because <laughs> he's that Peter Pan syndrome. Well, Ashton Wenger came in, who was coaching Arsenal at the time, and he wanted him to come and try out when he was seventeen to have a tryout at Arsenal. And Zlatan's response was. I just I don't try I I don't audition. Is yeah, what he said. That was the best with Arsenal. I don't audition. Yep. Like which oh. is it was a huge club coming in to essentially be like, hey, we think you're going to be great. And he was just kind of like, well, I mean, if you thought I was that great, you just pick me up. <laughs> um, so he does play for um, Malmo for a couple of years. He goes up and plays in the in the uh, senior squad. Mm -hmm. um, but. Sweden definitely is a smaller, or obviously one of the smaller um, pro leagues pro leagues. in Europe. Yeah. So he, he plays in 99. He has um, 16 goals over 40 games, and everybody sees this huge potential. So Ajax comes in mm -hmm. and makes a, what was thought of as kind of a bigger buy, especially for the time. So 2000, um, he gets bought for $8.7 Yeah, which is crazy. It's just, it's a lot for a teenager that is kind of unproven. You know what I mean? Um, so he comes into Ajax, and the current coach and him don't get along. The current coach is eventually fired. And that, a lot of people think that was just because they were just like, dude, we just spent all of this money. Either get along with him or move on. Right. You know what I mean? So he moves on. Ronald Cuman comes in, which is probably the best thing for him at this time because in the Dutch league, in the Eredivisie, it is very <laughs> offensive oriented, but a lot of the time it's very like winger based and he was just like no no no, you're our striker like i was saying like he needs this from this coach and and he comes in and he dominates uh, uh for ajax yeah they win the 2001 2002 air divise title um basically the best player of that entire league for the entire 
span that he's there under this new coach. Especially with the with his age. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. what everybody's saying. He's like 20. He's 21. You know? So, like, they they win the, the title. And then uh, the next season, he had a great season. He also scored, like, this crazy-ass goal. Oh, yeah. Um, he does have some controversy because... Yeah, he does. It's almost like every single place he goes, he has to have that with somebody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where I almost feel like maybe it like fuels him. Um, but this goes all the way to the uh, summer of 2004. Yeah. He has an incident with his teammate when they're playing on international duty. So it was Sweden versus uh, Netherlands. the Netherlands. Yeah. And Raphael van der Vaart feels like he went in for a tackle and tried to pur- purposely injure him. And see... It's a recurring trend throughout Zlatan's career of many people making these accusations. Well, Zlatan's response was, (laughs) I'll break both your legs. (laughs) Just saying. That's what his response was. Not like, no, 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 no. It was just a hard tackle, whatever. I feel bad about it. No, I'll just break both your legs. And at this point, nobody knew that he, Zlatan was like moving on. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, uh-huh. at, like, when this happened, they were still both teammates at Ajax. And he was just like, no, 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 no yeah, I'll do that. But I'll break both your legs. Um, he ends up moving on like a month later. Um, Goes down to the boot, man. He also has a – I actually forgot about this. He also ha- has an incident where he punched his teammate in the locker room. Yep. Uh, his teammate threw some scissors at him. He punched him in the head. He this broke it- the rake and placed it in the forest. I was just placing it with his friends. That's literally it, it, I'm just saying he has so many problems and that's what I feel like Ajax with this immediate sale because they were doing so well with him they were like, dude, somebody else needs to try and take him over. It's not our decision. Let's not deal him within our league, but let's just make him someone else's problem. Which is a very vibe. It is a very Ajax thing that they almost like have somebody come through and make money off of that sale, which they do. They almost double their investment, which uh, moved to Juventus, the old lady. The old lady. For 16 mil. 60 million euros, which is more than American folding money. Uh, 405, though, man, is he awesome, though? Well, he gets lucky in that David Trezeguet has a pretty bad injury. Yeah. He immediately comes in as their striker and... Pretty much is like what everybody sees him because obviously Italy has a stronger defense. So everybody was just like, is he going to be able to adapt in the hardest defense in the league or in the, in the world? The, you know, um, he has 16 goals and Juventus wins a Serie A title. Yes, they do. Um, the following season, um, basically, which is crazy they had his or his uh, agent was trying to get him more money for another squad during this point I had read. Well, the this happens with a lot of these huge young stars is their agent goes this giant team wants to pay a billion dollars and that was <laughs> what they were saying was they kind of knew it was bullshit cuz in the time it was like a figure that wasn't going to happen based in reality. And then it did happen the next year. Oh, so God. like that was like what everybody's saying cuz I think his manager was just like Oh, there's a sixty million dollar bid from Real Madrid, and Real Madrid was like, "We didn't, we never did that." <laughs> um, but when he comes back the next season, David Trezeguet is healthy again, and he kind of gets slotted to the outside. He also gets moved as like almost like a backup striker if he does come in. He has a lot more assists, but his goals go down. Juventus wins the title again. Yes, they do two in a row, back to back, and then we get into 
a bit of a scandal. A little bit. And because Italians always operate above board all the time. So this was shocking. Chris. This was this a was shocking shocker. revelation. Um, give me what the, the name of that scandal. Uh, Calciopoli. Calciopoli scandal in which they... Uh, Juventus gets relegated because of match fixing. We'll talk about it in the next episode. So yes. check that out. Um, but the, just in the in regards to Zlatan or whatever, um, he was this young great striker that they were looking to hold on to. They get relegated, and then he actually has his agent um, threaten legal action yeah. because they were really trying to hold on to him. I'll say though one thing for Zlatan and any of the guys on this team who ended up leaving. I don't fault them at all. No, you're that's, getting fucking relegated. You're losing money. Like that's what everybody said. Uh, they also it's not your fault either. So jump ship if you want to. They like, also didn't know if Juventus was then going to come back up next season. That was because they gamble. took so many points away from the next season. Yes, yeah. and and so many players were obviously leaving. Yeah. Like they lost like thirty whatever players. Like it was <laughs> literally like their entire bench. Like, but so Zlatan moves on, which. Like you were saying, it was almost like a, a necessity. Like yeah. there was staying was commendable for the couple that did, but everybody else, especially him, he didn't have any. Like he was there for like two years. You get two scudettos. You get two scudettos. Um, just to put a point on this, they actually take those away from Juventus. Yep. So he now he technically has zero titles. Which is bullshit. Yep. So he moves to Inter Milan. Is their coach an uncircumcised penis too? Oh, he is a champion. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> so he moves to Inter Milan, which I, I thought was surprising. Very surprising. That a lot of the Juventus sales were within... Syria, right? They, they just kind of were looking for anybody who was buying, yeah. if that makes sense. Which, for 24.8 mil, it kind of was a good deal. Oh, I mean, economically, this is fantastic for Inter Milan and Zlatan, as far as staying in the same league. But holy cow. Well, and then we see Inter Milan have a really good season. A lot of people are kind of – we'll talk about the other literal top teams all got penalized and deducted points and whatever. Some people got some leniency. Just saying. Um, he, he, in this season, is leading goal scorer again with 15 goals. They win their first title. Technically his first title. Yeah. Because – Technically. Technically. This is his first title. People can't erase the memories. <laughs> ah, so true. Um, second season, even better. And Inter Milan really is the top team in this Serie A like, span of like five years. Yeah. Um, because Juventus is obviously, you know, building back up. AC Milan, too, we're, we're trying to build back up. So um, Inter really is dominating. He has 17 goals in 27 games. He also is... The striker. And he's the Serie A footballer of the year. I mean, he's and the best foreign, player. Yes. Four so, and one, too. Yep. So he wins the, which is the the two that I feel like Italians hate when they kind of give out. But yeah, it is. It exactly. Is, yeah, because oh, they like it when, when it's like a footballer of the year. And then we have this other award for you guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> no one accused them of being. No, I'm just going <laughs> to. Yep. Maradona did. <laughs> So true. It's so true. So true. Uh, third season, his best for Inter. Yes. Uh, 25 goals. Um, there, He had a game against Juventus where the 
they end up winning and it kind of propels them into the title, which everybody was saying, like, can you imagine that Juventus team with him? Because he literally goes from them to be the the leading goal scorer the next, like, three years. Well, what's hilarious is during this time period, Italy just won a World Cup, like, with a lot of those players. Yep. We'll get into that in that next episode. It's one of the best. Juventus had so many players in the World Cup, but that was the thing that they were so stacked. So and they didn't even all play for Italy either. No. Yeah. Played for France. Yes, they did. Um, so he his stock is all time high. All time high. Um, Inter Milan are in a bit of financial trouble. So with the scandal that just happened, it's starting to overflow into Inter Milan because they've had some stuff happen with a telecommunication company that the president owns. So now they're looking to sell their best players. They end up getting a huge bid. And people say this, not that Zlatan wasn't worth this, but what happens with him at Barcelona? Oh, man. It is a horrible deal. It's terrible. Because uh, 59 million pounds. That's silver sterling. That's more than American folding money. Damn, that American folding money. So he goes for 69.5 plus Samuel Eto'o. So Samuel Eto'o yeah. was one of the best strikers. And he, was, he fit into the Barcelona system really well. So that's what they were saying was just like, it was such a bad deal because he goes to Barcelona has a good first two or three months. And you know what? This is just a San Diego Padres trade. Oh, my <laughs> the way God. The fallout of it is. Well, it is It is one of those that him and the coach just never saw eye to eye. Yeah. He ended up hating Pep Guardiola, who has the credentials. But if you're out of favor with Pep Guardiola, he will ignore you. Oh, you go to the doghouse. You don't come back from what I read with that guy. Well, what happened? He got injured. Yep. They kind of switched the system. Messi started to kind of like playing in the middle, and it really started to work. Just the four-five-one with the withdrawn striker instead of the four-three-three with him being like the focal point. Um, and then he came back and got a red card and was out for three games. And I remember somebody saying like, "Pep was so mad at his reaction to- towards the red card because he was just like, yeah, that happens. I don't give a shit.'" And he kind of ignored him from there, uh-huh. and it just the tension just built and built and built until they got to the semifinals of the Champions League against Inter Milan against his old team yep. Inter Milan, and he felt like they didn't press enough. So Inter Milan ends up winning, yeah, um, and he felt like as a team they should have been throwing more offensive players on. They didn't. Uh, they end up losing. It blew up in the locker room where yeah, it did. <laughs> he said some things. You want to go over what he said? You haven't got any balls. You can go to hell. I lo- That's like Mr. Garrison. You can go to hell. You can go to hell and you die. It really was. And But what people that talked about their relationship at this point was he wasn't even talking to Zlatan. So Zlatan was like yelling across the locker room at him like, yeah. Like, you fucking piece of shit. Um, you bought a Ferrari, but you drive it like a Fiat. That yes. was the one, man. That yes. Just like, God damn. And that, he felt like he was being too conservative. He felt 
all of that where Pep was like, you need to just shut up. Yeah, like, you can't do that to a manager like him, basically, from what I read, because he'll just ignore you. Like, he won't say anything back to, like, feed it in, so then you keep no. looking like the asshole sputtering out sentence fragments and lighting things on fire. He, yes, he literally just will make you look like the asshole because he'll just cut you off. Yeah. Also, and this is why the trade was so bad, because Samuel Eto'o was so good with... Barcelona, and then he was really good in Inter Milan. Uh-huh. Zlatan became a huge problem, and now all of these questions are being raised. Can he function in a bigger team? You know what I mean? All of exactly. this. Is he actually going to be a, a great striker? Is this him literally just showing us, like, oh, he's just going to be a problem at every team he goes to? You got to grab that parka. There's some douche chills blowing through on this storm there, front. <laughs> God damn, there is. Uh, the thing that I thought was kind of crazy is in his book, he actually blamed Messi. Really? Over Pep. He said that Messi wanted to play in the middle and almost demanded it. And I remember thinking, like, that doesn't sound like something that Pep no. would be like. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, and this is what I say, it's almost like the injury and the red card showed them that that formation was, like, almost better. Yeah. And then they kind of went, you know. They made they saw what happened before they made a choice. Like, yep. Went to it full force. So. so in the summer, he gets loaned to AC Milan uh-huh. uh, with the option to buy next year for $24 million, which if you look at what he was just sold for the last year. Oh, I know. 69.5 plus Eto. Now they're saying you can have him for free for a year, except for they pay his wage, but then you can buy him if you like him the next year for $25 million. And it was like, <laughs> AC Milan like jumped at that so much. Why it, wouldn't you? That's just a good deal. Yeah. That's just a good deal. He's banned for three matches, though, for punching a Bari defender in the one-to-one draw, though. Um, and this is his thing that people say is you can like set him off yep and he almost can't control his emotion he takes the cheese he's like john rocker only not as racist well well uh, we might get into that it's a later. different it's a different kind it's of a racism. different kind you know it's a european it's more refined it's more it's uh, more age of enlightenment it's true <laughs> it's more of like a fine cheese god 2011 2012 they win uh 2011 Supercopa Italiana against uh, Inter Milan uh, scores a goal in that game. And he was a top goal scorer in Serie A that Again. season. Again. this was, And I was talking about this with you before was he was so dominant in Italy that he almost had to go back and prove himself constantly and be like, this is how good I am. Yeah. And it's kind of weird, though, because he's just moving from – great team to great or like i should say like flagship team to flagship team he's not playing on like these fly-by-night operations these are like european soccer's best storied teams and at the end if you like go through the people that he's played with because he just goes through all these teams it's it's a crazy list of i mean yeah um so after that season uh summer 2012 he signs and he decides he doesn't want to play in your uh italy anymore no, no, he plays He plays one more season. Oh, yeah. So he okay. plays two seasons. His two second seasons. season, he scores 28 out of 32, and they win uh, They win the Serie A title. This is the first time that in years, uh, and they stop Inter Milan yeah. with their fourth or fifth consecutive, however you want to look at it. Um, and his stock is super high again. Yeah. Except for the only thing is because they sign him again, um, Whatever. So he plays one year on loan and one year they sign him, but he only has one year left on his contract. Mm-hmm. And in this summer, a giant 
uh, I forget who it is, uh, United Arab Emirates, I think actually, um, buys Paris Saint-Germain, which okay. is the PSG, which is the team out of Paris. Now they have like unlimited money, and they offer AC Milan $20 million, which a lot of people thought, think might be cheap, but it's just to buy out his last year of his contract. Oh, wow. And then they offer him like I think it was like five million more per year on salary. Jesus. So like he just becomes I think he was the second highest paid player um, when when he went to PSG. Oh dang. Um, but it, the thing about France is, especially at this time, they were the because there's like five major leagues in Europe, mm-hmm. and they were the least. They were like the worst league. They're like the Big Twelve. Yes, <laughs> it really because it the top four are are Germany. Italy, Spain, England, and France gets thrown in there because they have really good clubs, but like top to bottom, they're pretty garbage. And he has a lot of complaints. Yes, he he does. A lot of complaints complaints. referees. We all have a lot of complaints about France. Homer, what's your least favorite country? Italy or France? France. France. Nobody ever says Italy. Uh, It's so good. But he becomes the star of the league. Yeah, he's he's lighting it up. 30 goals first season. They win their first championship in 19 years um, because there there were other clubs like Leon that was, like, dominating for years and, you know, shit like that. You guys all remember. He's the first one to score 30-plus in basically, like, 15 years yep. in that league. That's amazing. Yep. So that's the – they were saying that they hadn't had a goal scorer like him in forever. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the – and that was the pedigree that he kind of made for PSG was they were trying to like win the Champions League. They never en- ended up doing it. Uh, but the next season, they ended up winning uh, quadruple. Oh, yeah. So the domestic quadruple. So they win their Super Cup, and then they win their domestic title. and that, that, So like they, that's how dominant they are in the league. And he's their best player. And he is the straight up the face of PSG. PSG. Yes. Ligue 1. Is that how you say it? Ligue 1. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> um, two, 2015, 2016, he's top scorer for PSG again. Um, he has 32, and he becomes their all time scorer. He ends up getting um, eclipsed by Cannavari, the Uruguayan. Oh, yeah. But he literally, and this is what they were saying, was he kind of transforms this team and makes it to where they are like a destination for, for top players. That's why like Neymar ends up going there and shit like that. Well, and he started doing this at 35. It's not like he's a child. No. Yeah. He's old at this point. He's like a seasoned crafty veteran on this pitch here, but he always is top scorer. You know what I mean? Like he's just constantly, constantly top scorer. Um, They end up not, making it far in the Champions League, and he made a statement that said he wanted to because he, he's going to become a free agent. Yeah. And he said he's going to go and try and win the Champions League at a team he thinks is going to do it. Um, so he ends up moving to Manchester United. Yep, 2016. Um, his first goal was actually the 25,000 uh, goal in the Prem history, <laughs> yeah, which I thought cool. was yeah, just his first goal. And then... He is the oldest to actually have 15 goals in a season. Um, so yeah. he, he did it at 35-plus. And he has this really great season with Manchester United. So he's old, like we were just saying, 36, mm-hmm. I think, at this point. Um, but he has this great season because everybody was kind of doubting whether or not he was going to be able to perform. 
he's still killing it right at the end of his first season. Mm-hmm. He has his first like real huge major injury. Right knee, right ligament knee. injury. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is one that he doesn't necessarily come back from. He no. still has some great time, but he's not a 30 game guy anymore. 30 goals, yeah, for season. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is unfortunate because, man, and he, like I said, he's playing for all of the most important teams in Europe, just yes. like a Merc on all these teams. Yes. It's crazy. Um, so he actually takes a year off. Yeah. Um, comes back and signs, but just isn't at that same level. Um, so he plays for, I think he ends up playing for like three or four months uh-huh. when he comes back for Manchester United. And then he ends up signing for LA Galaxy. He comes to America. Yep. Um, he gets his 500th goal. Uh, on LA Galaxy versus Toronto. He has a full-page ad when he gets out there in the LA Times that says, Dear Los Angeles, you're welcome. Yep. That's just the kind of guy he is. I'm just saying. Oh, God. Uh, After he got his 500th goal versus Toronto, he said, Toronto can be happy. They're my 500th victim. Like, that's just how he is. When he first showed up in LA, LeBron James sent him a jersey because LeBron just signed for the Lakers. (laughs) He got the jerseys. Laton got the jersey, signed it, and sent it back. It's my favorite story from him. Oh my god, I love it! I love it. That was Laton never change. Um, first year he he does okay. Second year he ends up captaining the captaining the LA Galaxy, and they go to the playoffs. But they're just not a great team. I think they ended up losing to the other LA team. Yeah. Um, um, in his departing words oh, from God, LA Galaxy, go. he put, you wanted Zlatan, I gave you Zlatan, you are welcome. Now go back to watching baseball. It's my favorite. We will, Zlatan. It's so good. Um, he goes back to AC Milan for one last, so he has like, because of the way MLS seasons are, he, he shows up for like the second half of the season. Yeah. Um, he proves that he's doing really well. He comes back the next season, and this is where the racist incident happens with Lukaku. Yeah, we want to get into that. (laughs) So AC Milan's playing Inter Milan. Their striker is Lukaku, who's black. He is. And he says... uh, A former teammate of his in Manchester. Yep, they were teammates in Manchester. And then he says, uh, go do your voodoo. And then he called him like a little donkey. And people were like, that's really racist. And he goes, no, no, it's not racist. I'm just being an asshole. And people were like, yeah, you're being an asshole racist. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, oh, God. Because it's Italy, he was found to not do, be doing any racism. I mean, because it's Italy. I mean, the just saying. <laughs> the gap is pretty wide. <laughs> um, he uh, gets injured towards the end of that season. And then in 2022, AC Milan actually win their title. His fifth, should have been seventh, um, in Serie A. And it was actually the first time that AC Milan won since he won it with them in 2011. Oh, and I thought that was awesome. What he, he also said during this time, he was the first guy to score in four different decades, I think. Yep. And I think he has something like 10 Super Cups. So, oh, like, the, when the first – the team that finishes first and then the team that wins like the cup they end up playing each other as like the first game of the season um he always won those like he literally has like 10 or 11 of them um he ends up getting injured again and just retires because that's like this is like the end of it if you ever want to watch one of the best retirement things that the player does his his retirement at ac milan was really well done um 
I can't think of another striker that was more consistent over more leagues. So a lot of the yeah. times, like, somebody's style will, like, feed into one league. He was successful over every single league. Doesn't, um, doesn't take a style to put the ball in net, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's Zlatan. That's Zlatan, everybody. Thank you.